and welcome back to an all-new episode of Real Talk with Pastor Brad and Christy. Today, we are talking all about casual calluses. Mm, can't wait for y'all to hear this episode. Here are your hosts, Pastor Brad and Christy. Hello, Christy and Bree. Hi. We're back. Hello, we are back. Finally. We do apologize to our tremendous uh, podcast family out there. We have... Uh, we missed last week, and um, life just got the best of us. Life gets the best of us. Listen, yeah. it's that time of the year. It, yeah, but life when is it not that time of our year? I mean, seriously. <laughs> the spring was pretty decent. We have a lot of stuff going. Life be life Going in, op- in, in random directions. I won't say opposite, because they're just kind of like, they're not necessarily against each other. They're just not necessarily together. But we're back. We're here today, and um, I think the last time that we were with you, we were getting ready to have our retreat that we have every year that we call the summits, where men and women come together, and we do some intentional investing and uh, spending time together, and I think it was a a great success this year. It was a great success this year. And it was a lot that we talked about and a lot that we went through, and today we wanted to just spend some time and kind of go through some of that and... uh, and it was just very relevant. Um, matter of fact, somebody came up to me last night and said, I've got a callus right here. They were helping me at my house, and they had a blister <laughs> they did. where they did not have a callus. They then had a blister. And really what we began to look at was just thinking about how how to meet people where they are and really um, growing together, And but we become so apathetic. It, it's we talked about this word, Christy and I, for a very long term, long time. I apologize for that. Long time. We did. The word apathy just messes me up, but I, I guess because I've become guilty of it. And uh, we wrote this word and definition on on a giant sticky note and put it on the wall in my office. And we kept because Brad loves giant sticky. Because I love giant sticky notes, but we kept looking at it, and that's why I love giant sticky notes because I can look at it on my wall and I, it it catches my attention and. Man, the more that I kept looking at that definition of apathy, and it just was simply a lack of feeling or emotion and or just being indifferent. And the thing that we talk about a lot on previous podcasts was how uh, so many families are dividing and they're struggling over many things. And in, in what happens in a lot of cases is in order to keep peace, we don't have an opinion many times because our opinion may be offensive or cut people both ways. And so then we almost become indifferent over it, you know, and um, the world that we live in really wants us to be indifferent and not really to have an opinion about things that um, may trouble the waters, if you will. Well, and if you don't, if you do have an opinion, you're considered fanatical. That's correct. You're you're like all extreme. You can't be a, middle of the road person anymore and so we have to be either one extreme or the other and then when christy brought up this word to me apathy and apathetic being apathetic about something i was like yeah well i'm not sure i don't know but then the more we (laughs) looked at it and that indifference what got me to be indifferent and a lot of times we become indifference becomes kind of a uh, protecting word like oh the way we protect ourselves. You know, is I don't want to put myself out there, so I'm not going to have opinion. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to do these things. And and then we become the indifference really starts affecting us in a negative way. 
which leads us to become kind of calloused over. And that's where we really spend a majority of our time. The calluses, because in calluses, you can, you know, um, we talked about how you become casual about things until then it becomes a callous and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the summits we talked about how you become, you have a calloused heart. We're talking about your hands and you working and getting like that, but your calloused heart, you don't even realize it's happening. You know, you start to not care as much as you used to. And then it's before you realize it, it's just, you're kind of, you have no feeling at all. Calluses don't actually have feelings. They're not painful. They're not blisters. You know, they're not sores. They're not, um, they don't, they have no feeling at all because the skin has become so tough that the, the, the feeling, you know, the sense of feeling underneath them is, it's gone. And so, um, that kind of is what happens. You don't, it's eventual. It's not sudden. And that's what we. And because we become so callous, then that lends to more apathy, just becoming more indifferent because you don't feel it. It doesn't bother you anymore, you know, and what, what's maybe used to bother you it doesn't bother you anymore and you have a whole different perspective and take on that and so it just really begins to affect us in a negative way that we are become creatures of indifference and i don't know the men and the women split up but we talked about in the women's group how um, a society our society is so calloused and i mean little things and you think and now we literally roll your eyes at it like if you think um you know, when I was a teenager or before I was a teenager, even um, PG movies versus R movies. And then they had the, well, it's maybe not so bad. You'll have 13. like PG 13 or then they had like some kind of some kind of 17 rating at some point that yeah. warned NC, parents. NC 17. I think so. Something NC 17. Like but um, but when it first came out, it was like, no, you shouldn't go see it. You know, and then it was like, well, maybe it's OK. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, who cares about the rating? Yeah, like, really, a lot of times you don't even think about a rating. Oh, it's Disney. Well, yeah, it's Disney. But, and I'm not, this is not anything for or against Disney. But the point is, you see something and you're like, oh, it's fine. They wouldn't put it out there. And then you turn around and you're like, oh, my gosh, everything's out there. But you've become callous to it. You don't think about it. If it's on at the movies, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know? like, while we were always we were discussing this during the summits, um, I think a lot of it, not only is it self, you know, like we become callous to things, but also like from hearing from other people about like, well, maybe you're just too soft. Like maybe, maybe you shouldn't let that affect you. So like it becomes a, like you be, you become more callous because other people are telling you, well, maybe you should become more callous to things. Right. And you just don't let it bother you. Don't, don't let it bother you. It doesn't you. bother me, so it shouldn't it bother shouldn't you. It shouldn't bother you. Get over right. it. You know, that kind of thing. It really is kind of a get over it. Yeah. What bothers you should not have any effect on me. Right. And when it has, when, when you, what you're convicted about affects me, then that causes a problem, which leads to so many people just saying, ah, right. it's just not worth it. And so you have these, we, as people, we become like ticking time bombs, honestly, waiting to go off because you just keep, Pushing it back, you know, you're pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. I remember I was having a conversation with um, one of my friends, and I think I think I said something that made me feel like not so good about myself. I was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said that. That wasn't very kind, or that was very, that was kind of rude. 
And um, I looked at her and I was like, you know, I used to say things like that and be like, oh, I can't wait for me not to feel guilty about saying like the truth, quote unquote, the truth about something. And she was like, why would you ask God to make you more like, why would you want him to take away the convictions that you would have naturally about feeling some type of way about something? Wow. And I was like, you know, that's Ouch. a really good, <laughs> that's a really good thing that you just said to me. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you shouldn't want to build up those calluses to some things. And if but you feel guilty about it, maybe you should. Yeah. And, about and it. sometimes you do have to just stop and think, you know, what are you, what are you, what have you become calloused about? Mm-hmm. Um, because like we said, it's not like it happens overnight and it's like one day you wake up and then, oh, you're like, oh, I'm, you know, this doesn't bother me anymore or whatever. But at first it bothers you a lot and then maybe it bothers you a little little less and then a little less and then till where you, you don't think anything at all about it. So these things used to hold as such high standards, kind of just, you know, they got knocked down over time, which is what apathy does. Exactly. Exactly. It really does make you become indifferent, and so that that indifferent makes us become neutral. Mm-hmm. And neutrals where the world wants us. Mm-hmm. They don't want us to have an opinion. They they just want us to go with what the current flow is. And um, man, anything that upsets that, you know, is very controversial in their mind and viewpoint. Right. Everybody should go with the flow. Just yeah. go with the flow. And so what What once, going. I think, you know, we don't, it's like we don't want the calluses, but once you become in, calluses, either a callous heart will make you very indifferent or continuing to live an indifferent life will help build up calluses. It's kind of a conundrum there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that Brad, and as we went through the summit, we talked about how um, you, how do you get rid of the calluses? How do you become not so indifferent? How do you re-engage? And one of the things, I'm not at all um, medically minded, but when we were looking at the definition and the things around calluses or the, the descriptions, it takes the same amount of time to build a callus, like put a pressure point on. It takes the exact same amount of time for that callus to go away without the pressure. Mm-hmm. So you think, okay, well, I thought about this, so you know, I'm going to correct it. But just like I said, a callus doesn't build overnight. You can't just wake up tomorrow and say, oh, this is, I'm going to start worrying about this again, you know, because you're going to say, oh, well, I worry about it a little, but then I'm not really convicted. As you, the word you used earlier, you're not really convicted about it. You're like, oh, I noticed it, so I'm better. But it takes just the same amount of time. You have to continuously re-engage yourself. You do. You, you know, it has to be a, a, a conscious thought. I guess consciousness is the opposite of callous, of casual. You can't be casual about it. You have to make a conscious effort to. What was that word you just uh, created? Casual. 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 You know, it's interesting. We talked about this. And for those of you who are at the summit, part of our listening family, thank you so much for being there. And it's kind of a little recap. But we wanted to share this. We actually got so much feedback from this that. We thought today would be a good time to give you an overview of the conversation. But, you know, in Isaiah, he talked about it. In Isaiah 6 and 8, he says, This generation, they keep on listening but don't understand. Keep on looking but don't comprehend. Make the heart of this people insensitive, their ears dull and their eyes dim. Otherwise, they would see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts. And then 700 years later, Jesus said the exact same thing. He said, Isaiah said these things. You know, he, Jesus in the flesh in Matthew 13 was like, 
you will hear and you'll keep on hearing, but you will never understand. And you will look and keep on looking, but you won't comprehend. And um, that your ears are hard of hearing, your eyes are shut. And then Paul, again, experiences the same thing in Acts 28 when the church is birthed. So it's this repetitive thing that continues to go. It's not nothing new. You can't blame it on social media. You can't blame it on this generation of people or whatever it is. It has been around for thousands of years that Isaiah talked about it, Jesus talked about it, Paul talked about it, and we're talking about it. Every, every generation becomes calloused about things. So how do you remove those things? You know, how do you remove that? And then move forward because um, God did not create us to be creatures of indifference. So how do you? Well, that's your part. I tossed it to you. Oh, and now um, you tossed it back. I, so we're <laughs> gonna toss it to Bree. Bree, tell us about it. How do you do that? How do you get rid of your calluses? <laughs> calluses. Well, actually, I'm gonna do this very practical way, and this is how I actually got rid of calluses. Okay. I just stopped. <laughs> I stopped putting myself in the things that made me. Um, that built them that up. That built them up. So the pressure I mean, point. Physically, mm. I danced in high school, so my feet looked like a dancer's foot. And when I went to college, I no longer was doing those things because you know your life changes. You get rid of certain extracurriculars, and eventually, the things I had built up to like needing, I didn't need them anymore. And essentially, I took myself out of the situations where I had to build up calluses. Oh, girl, mm, that will preach. Come on. <laughs> Come on, keep coming. I mean, so, I mean, I don't think necessarily now, I don't know if all life situations could let you do that, but it will speak to what can you do to pull yourself out of situations that you don't need to be in. Remove the pressure. Or what can you do to protect yourself when you have to stay in the middle of it? You know, because like, Mm -hmm. um, you could, if you're doing, if you're working or something, you know, you're affecting your hands, but Mm -hmm. you can go put on gloves. Right. Comes How do you between protect you and yeah. those things, and so there's there's things that we can do, practical steps, and the gospel is full of those. And uh, man, we would love to walk that out with you. We we went through the life of David at the at the summit. You boy, know, did and, we? And, uh, <laughs> boy, did we? And you know, Christy, I I was paying attention. I promise, I paid attention. But sorry, it's hijacked no, you for ahead. a second. I. I have been reading the Bible you know, for a while. I mean, I'm no, I'm no baby Christian. Day or two. But I will say, there are some things that you just, like, I guess no one ever talks about, like, the main big points. I went through and I kept reading, like, you just gave, like, a small section. I was like, I'm going to keep reading this. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't hear anything from the last session because I was <laughs> trying to figure out what was going on <laughs> at the end of David's life. And his children. I was like, why is no one ever talking about this? So I'm sorry. That'll be the next podcast topic because no one ever told me these things. <laughs> what happened? And um, somebody the other day, one of my kids, I can't remember who we were talking about in the car, but it was something like that. It was like Jonah and the whale mm-hmm. or something, you know, something that a kid would know. And yeah. then all of a sudden it was like, what happened to him after the whale? <laughs> like, <laughs> I had that question too. I kept reading and I did some digging. A lot, a whole bunch of other stuff keeps happening. I know. A lot of things happen after there. It's not just like that, you know, major that points. That man had it's a life. But anyways, back to David. David we, did, we talked about David's life. Uh, yeah, well, we did uh, talk about I, David. I agree with you, Bree, because as Christy and I were preparing for the summit, you know, we were, and there was two or three directions that we thought we were going to go with it because there's more than one example of this in the Bible. And, of course, Jacob and Esau was one. But um when we started going through the life of David, I just got caught up in that uh, 
story, even though I had read it, it had been a long time since I submerged myself into the facts of David, Bathsheba, Joab, and Uriah. Yes. And I was like her, man. Chrissy's over here talking. I'm just like sucked into this. And and the nobility of uh, Uriah, you know, and wow, his his faithfulness to his peers, his faithfulness to, to his country, his faithfulness to his king it was just... I, I almost just started crying when I was reading it, honestly. He really man. got the short end of the stick on that one, man. He did. Um, but I did encourage the people in the summit to go back and read these characters um, in the Bible because, I mean, they're, you know, every story is different. And like you said, Brad, you've been listening to it for 40 before birth, 40 something, 50 <laughs> years. And you, um, you, hear, 50 yet. you hear stuff every time. Mm hmm. You hear different things, yeah. you know, the same thing. And we, before you tune us out completely, and I'm not calloused and I'm not casual, David in the Bible was a man after God's own heart. Can you be any, is there any better thing to say about you mm-hmm. other than I am God? And I mean, Jesus, obviously, in um, flesh. But the second thing is you're a man after God's own heart. And God said that. That's in the Bible multiple times. But even even that close to God, he built up calluses. He became too casual and didn't realize these things were happening or did realize it and let it, he had become so unaffected by it that he let it happen. And and it was, that entire story is amazing and um, a lot to learn from it. We did go through a lot of it. And David did leave, lead a life after all of this and, and did lead into battle more and do things. But I think what I got caught up in was the life before, which made me question. I was like, man, how did he not have so many other calluses prior to how he, before he got wrapped up into his kingdom? Like, you know, with him being a king, I was reading, uh, I guess it was like towards the end of Saul's reign. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel awful. I can't even tell you what I was reading now, but um, it was like how, you know, after Saul did the unthinkable and he, you know, got casted off. But he was still king Hardened before his David. Heart against yeah, God. he, his whole heart was a callous, right? At that point, and like the stuff that he put David through, and the things that David had to do. Like David was on his own in the wilderness for X and, and I he days. He did it in such a noble way. And he did a noble way, but I'm like, I can think of like the things that are not even near near what David went through that have calloused me in life. Mm-hmm. And he ha- he was running from a king with an army the size of whatever the army was, and it was yeah. much bigger than the 400 men he had. Yeah, right. Hiding right. in caves and, yeah. I mean, literally looking to kill him. And, and yet, and, and David was so mature and so mm-hmm. strong that when Saul, when Saul died, that relationship he had with Jonathan, mm-hmm. you know, I love what it says in 2 Samuel. He says, is there anyone else in the house of Saul that I can show kindness to and that's when he because went of Jonathan? Yep. And he went and found Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. Yep. And when he was sitting at his table, he's like, why am I here? I'm crippled. I'm lame. I'm nothing to you. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, Mephibosheth said, I'm a dog. Why, why did you bring me to your table? And and David said, because, because of Jonathan, mm-hmm. you know, because of I'm showing kindness. Mm-hmm. And yet here he gets so off track, which is so important because here being the like in the story, story of, the, of Bathsheba, of Bathsheba and because you can just because you walk in so clo- close and doing things so right, it doesn't mean you get to take a break. Right. That you, we always have to be engaged in the world that wants us to be disengaged. 
Right. You know. So much encouragement to do mm-hmm. so. There's so I, many ways to disengage. Yeah. And so the world doesn't want us to think, you know. And so um, they want us to be neutral. And when we become neutral, you know, we get way off track just like David. So so we hope that you are finding a way to, man, as Bree said, pull yourself out of some situations, protect yourself in some situations. But nevertheless, you know, how do we still be engaged how do you not lose your convictions because you don't want to offend somebody whose convictions are different than yours? How do you learn to do life in a world in that way and not become indifferent and apathetic? And that's what we want to encourage you to do today. And, man, just look for those ways that you can continue to be who, true to who you are, uh, regardless of what everybody else is doing. Well, and my thing is just what what are you um – allowing to be put into you whatever's put into you is going to come out of you and Bree and I we talk a lot about how we love to read books what kind of books are you reading what kind of books are you not reading what kind of um, music do you listen to what kind of you know tv do you listen watch and even if you don't watch it um, Brad and I tell our kids all the time okay you just got dumber you're 30 minutes dumber than you were when you started this show you cannot watch any more of this show and especially with the whole um you know, where you just watch episode after episode after episode, and that's what my kids do. They turn it on, and it's like... The binge culture that we have. The binge culture, and, and all of a sudden, you've wasted not only three hours of your life, but you've wasted it getting dumber, because you haven't learned any kind of life lesson or anything like that out of the show. And so, what are you putting in? And I read a lot of books, and I, I read Hallmark books. Y'all, everybody that knows me knows that, because I like to know I'm going to get a happy ending she at reads the a end. lot. And, um, but I don't want to read anything that goes against the grain, but Listen. I'm trying my best to encourage myself to read different things. And, don't do it. And, don't do it. And <laughs> I'm telling you right now, don't do it. I just, I, I just <laughs> finished a book that has ruined my life, honestly. Oh my gosh. And ruined your life. <laughs> it your ruined life. My, and you know, <sighs> I, I regret <laughs> it was good. It, I, I should have known not to read another book by this author because, she never writes anything that's um like a light and happy airy book. Okay, yeah, and happy. I, I should have known better. I mean, the topics are just heavy. Yeah. And well, I regret. But but sometimes. I regret it. But uh, see, we're at the opposite ends of the spectrum though, because mine my books are always happy and yeah. always you know there's no real life in it to be honest. You know. Sometimes I need to live in delusion. You know. So, but sometimes <laughs> I need to live in delusion. Occasionally, you do, but at the same time, you know. You have to be realistic, and but what I'm more interested in, and what I personally have since the summit started doing, is engaging in honestly reading the Bible more because yeah. that is what I'm putting in. If I'm only putting in non-biblical stuff, then only non-biblical stuff's going to come out, and it's not going to draw me closer. I mean, the Bible will draw you closer to God. Mm-hmm. What am I trying to do? Get closer to the Hallmark people? I mean, I don't, you right. know, am, what am I going to do? Right. Because you already store. know how it's going to end. You know how it's going to end in the Bible. And that's a positive I'm ending. About, so. I'm talking about Hallmark. And, but so, you also know hey, how it's going to end in Hallmark, too. But so. I will say this. I had a, I had a mentor one time, and he, he would always press on this, he, on the word muse. You know, like to muse on something is to ponder and have deep reflection. And then he would say, you know, Hollywood and everybody, Hallmark, all of them want us to be amused which means they want you to be in a place where you are no longer thinking Mm. and you're no longer having those deep thoughts and pondering those deep things. 
And so, uh, Christy, maybe, the good news is, go ahead. I'm like, maybe that's the thing. I didn't want to have to think about this thing. I, I, want, about I want it to be like a light, happy read. And like, I yes. go about my day. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, I keep coming back to this book. I'm like, man. It you up, girl. <laughs> it, it did. It, it really did. And when this is and about to tell you about It is true, it. you know, because, you know, um, we never get that time back. You don't. You know, you especially in this binge culture. And I can get sucked into it, too, if it's a good program. But, you know, it's it's amazing how they won't we lose so much, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and we're not saying don't take an hour and just nah, sit and and you know and be fine and and do you know you just need an hour when you get home to sit and not get any smarter not yeah. ponder any books you that you've read or think. whatever you just you don't, don't want to think. think that's so fine thinking all day but a constant of that way is don't live is, your life that way right so hey update on the farm though please give us we one. have an update on yes the farm. Uh, hay season is drawing. Close to an end, and we it was in oh. constant rain. Then I we thought it was constant drought. I thought it was ended. Uh, we have a little bit left, but hopefully that's done and um, here pretty soon. But Christy went away, and the update on I the did. farm is she has a great place to now read and to muse yourself. <laughs> I have a read on backyard. Yes, indeed. We had an HGTV weekend. They did have. They had an HGTV weekend because I had. I was not there. I did not help. But I came home to the renovation done, and it was wonderful and amazing. And thank you to new place for a Bible study, new place to read your books, new place to do all those. Things. You gotta give me like a recap of new what your thoughts were. Whenever you like, did you pull into your driveway and nose it instantly, or did you like get out? No, your car no I did not because I got home at midnight. Oh, and you didn't even notice because it. I stopped and. And met the daughter in Mississippi and went to dinner and went shopping and didn't know I was supposed to be coming home quickly. And so when I got home, I went in the house and um, Brad's like, wait, we got to go back outside. And but in my defense, the lights were not on. You couldn't see anything in the backyard. Yeah. And so um, the when he turned the lights on, obviously, it's very noticeable. And the lights are in the trees and it's wonderful. It's a it's a fabulous backyard. That's my favorite word, fabulous. So update it is, awesome. is you have a place to enjoy yourself. That's right. I thought you were talking Happy about the hay bales. You, <laughs> the hay bales. I'm like, are there hay bales for me to jump over when I come to your house? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There, there are hay bales. Yes, Man, that's the only reason I go out there now is to <laughs> follow your dogs over the hay bales. <laughs> yeah. Well, we hope you have a wonderful week. And as you are trying your best to stay humble, don't become hard. Don't let the world, don't let the world callous you over. Dive deep, search the truth, and you can truly make a difference and bloom where you're planted. We will see you next week right here on Real Talk.